episode, Gas Network presents Sports for the Culture. And I'm here with the family. Price XXV, Double I, Rome, Simolo, Bro Flying, T Buggy Man. To the greatest sports show on the planet, La Familia. Hope y'all ready for a ride. Can't wait to hear what you guys got to say. What it do, what it do. Your boy is back. It feels good to be back after two weeks off. You know who it is, Young Rome 22, all the loyal listeners, subscribers, followers, you already know that. If you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button. As always, we got another great show for you tonight, and I'm going to let the boys introduce themselves, starting with the top left. What up, what up, what up, what up, Scruff Line, good ass sports, man. Uh, it's the playing tournament, man, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's festivity season, you know what I'm saying? I'm feeling good about the... Uh, about to play in tournament, the playoffs, man. You know, this is one of my favorite times of the year, man. The best basketball. We just came out March Madness, and now this. So I'm ready. Yes, sir. A lot of basketball to talk about tonight, man. The play in tournament. Might even get into some of the teams that aren't even in the play in tournament, which is kind of embarrassing. But uh, uh, top right, man. Let them know who you are. At Bryce XXVII, AKA Mr. Big Leaguer. And if you don't know, this is the hundredth episode of Gas Presents Sports for the Culture, man. Happy hundredth birthday, fellas! It's like it's like our birthday, man. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> episode one hundred, we made it to the century mark. Here's to hundred more. I was unaware of that, sure. man. This is the the big the big one hundred, man. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to celebrate that one. Um, and last but certainly never least, man, bottom right, T Boogie, man. I'm here. Had no idea it was the hundredth uh, episode, man. Like I would have dressed up. I'm out here looking like a freak, and <laughs> I, I could have at least combed my beard, put on a bow tie, or something. But uh, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Let's get this show started. Yes, sir, man. Let's get it started, man. Episode one hundred, man. It's been a, uh, it's been quite the journey, fellas. Like uh, before we get started, man. Let's let's talk about episode one hundred right quick. Like like gas presents sports for the culture, man. Like we've been we've been doing this thing. For a hundred weeks straight, man. Like, uh, just give give your quick thoughts on, on on what this journey has meant for y'all. Jump all on that. Um, shoot, man. Honestly, uh, it's crazy uh, when I look at the old videos because we was like, you know, mid like COVID <laughs> during them joints. So like, some of them was real rough. You know what I'm saying? I just couldn't <laughs> believe I didn't have nothing to shake myself up with during those times. You know what I mean? But besides that, man. Like, honestly. Uh, every week, man, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a journey, man. It's a beautiful thing. Like, And the people that, that tune in with us, it's, it's, it's much appreciated. Um, but, you know, we just enjoy it. I just enjoy the time. It's like you can just release and just do what we do, man. And, uh, you know, the fact the fact that people been rocking with us for 100, uh, man, that's 100. So that's pretty much all I got to say. <laughs> for sure. And look, for me, you know what I'm saying, like this is probably the most um, meaningful a Tuesday has ever been. You know what I'm saying? The entire existence of my life. I don't know that I've ever looked forward to Tuesdays until, you know what I'm saying, episode one. Uh, maybe a week before that. <laughs> but yeah, like, glad to be here with you guys. A hundred. Uh, let's, let's, let's go for a hundred, a thousand, a million more, man. Let's let's turn this thing up. But, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy because like like Scrub said, man, you look back at some of these old uh, videos and it was mid COVID, but some of these episodes are like just mid, you know what I'm saying? No code, just me. <laughs> just me. Hey, you gonna have to look for him though. Hey, and, and, right, and shout out to the people that's been here, man. 
Yeah, uh, Brooks, you know what I'm saying? My man Hansel, uh, D Money, uh, Big Shirley, like you know, you know, the people that's been here. And uh, I just want to thank everybody because uh, this this means a lot to me, and thank you too, fellas. You know what I'm saying? This thing has become a brotherhood, so you know what I'm saying? It's more than just business. Nah, that's a fact, bro. That's very well said, man. That's very well said. I can remember back, like, at the inception, you know, like, trying to put something together and just thinking about the best ways to do it. And, you know, I put y'all through a lot of shit early, like, trial runs and, you know what I mean? Like, I know y'all was probably like, bro, this dude has to do one more trial run. But, uh, I mean, like, it all ended up being worth it, I think. And uh, I feel like we got we got a great you know, cast the characters together who uh, who really feed off each other, you know? Like, I feel like um, we have four, well, five unique personalities, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you can't really... And, and we all kind of got similar, like, things with us, but at the same time, we all differ, you know what I mean? It's, it's crazy how we are able to feed off each other's energy. And uh, it, it definitely wasn't like that from day one. But as T kind of kind of alluded to, we've really grown. We've really grown into our into our own. And uh, I think I think in you know first what seventy episodes that kind of culminated in us getting that that big award. You know when we were rated the top you know sports culture podcast of uh, of twenty twenty one. So I mean you know people see people see what we're doing, and uh, hopefully like we just keep growing. We keep going because we're not doing it for the people because we were doing this and we had five to seven views, you know what I mean? We had five <laughs> YouTube views and we were still going strong. So like in the day, man, they say when what you're doing is a truly an expression of yourself, you'll never have to stop doing it. And that's that's exactly how I feel about this show. So, hey, appreciate y'all, man, because uh, I mean, I couldn't ask for, I couldn't ask for a better team on this, man. Like no no way we could have a better team than we got. Hey, and, and that includes G too. G out today, man, he getting ready. Poppy getting ready for his trips, man. You know, he traveling the world. Uh, but uh, shout out to my boy G, too, man, because uh, he's, he's another valuable member of this team. Yes, sir, man. Shout out G. Uh, shout out Scribble, man. Shout out everybody that contributes to Gas, man. Um, for me, man, like like y'all been saying, it's, it's been like a brotherhood. I, I didn't even realize we got to episode 100. Uh, this is, is, is such a regular thing, man. It's like I, I wouldn't miss this unless, you know, something really came up. Um but one thing that I love that we do here at Gas and, and on this show especially is when we report on things, man, we try to give it a spin for the culture. We try to represent the culture. And, um, you know, a lot of the times in the sports world, you don't always have people that are reporting on things that are representative of the culture or, you know, can take the time to analyze something and articulate it in the way that, you know, some of us will probably be a little bit better at. And, um, what I'm alluding to right now is something that Scruff and Bryce had already spoken on a little bit earlier in the week. I think they put out a video uh, on it um, already, uh, but I don't know if if you if everyone out there watching had seen it. Um, if you hadn't heard, Dwayne Haskins had passed away. Uh, he was hit by a car. <clears throat> um, but when Adam Schefter had first reported on it, he chose to you know use some some language, some words like how he was struggling in the NFL and just pointed out some things that you typically wouldn't point out uh, when someone passes away. Um, so I just wanted to say, while I'm talking about our 100th episode, that that's something that here at Gas, like we, we try to be real sensitive about those things and we try to always give a different perspective. And um, not to say that, you know, Adam Schefter, you know, is a terrible guy or a bad person or anything like that. But, um, you know, certain things that, that slip out of these people's mouths are, are not the things that you would see here at Gas. 
or have happened here at Gas. And that's kind of the reason we wanted to get our voices out here and, and why we feel our show is so important. Um, so I'm gonna let the fellas touch on that. I do want to say, um, you know, rest in peace to Dwayne and his family. Condolences to them. Um, tragic situation. Those of you that have been following the show for a while know I've been a huge fan. Um, <clears throat> you know, you know, me and Bryce have done the Commanders podcast, so you can go back. We we we've been, you know, rooting for Dwayne for quite some time. Um, so you know, we're, we're devastated by this news. Uh, my son actually had a poster of Dwayne in his in his room for a little bit when he was the starter back 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 when he was starting down here. So, you know, uh, it was terrible news to hear. So, you know, again, thoughts and prayers to his family. And uh, I'm going to let the fellas touch on that too and uh, touch on the, the comments made by Schefter and um, Gil Brandt as well, who had some ridiculous things to say. Yeah, I'll start with that, man. Like you said, Ron, we had the Commanders podcast going strong. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the inception of uh, of our friendship right there. And, it kind of coincided with Dwayne Haskins becoming a Washington team player, right? And, uh, you know, we both were believers, no question. I mean, we, we were we skeptical at times? Sure. I mean, you know, you watch the games, you have your uh, you have your judgment from the games. But, like, it was clear for anybody that was watching closely that Dwayne was, like, he was a genuine guy. You know what I mean? He was a, he was a personable character. You know, he was he was a type of guy that, like, even in the moments where teammates might have felt a way about him, they still were down to rally around him. I go back to that moment where he uh, – I think they beat the – who was it that they beat? The Lions. They beat the Lions. I think it was like the score ended up being like 19-16. And the whole week there was a lot of chatter about Dwayne Haskins not getting the playbook down, Dwayne Haskins and teammates and all this stuff. But as soon as that game hit zero – the coaches were coming up to hug him. The players were coming up to hug him. Like, you could tell that, like, everybody was really rocking with Dwayne Haskins. And, you know, he went through so much um, as far as, like, uh, in, his, in his career. And I think the thing about that is there was always that, like, there was always a sign that he was going to get it. And I feel like that's what people really been sleeping on. Like, even when he was with the commanders, even when he moved on to the Steelers, like, there was always optimism that he was going to figure it out. There was never really a pessimistic view on Dwayne Haskins from anybody that was outside looking in. For the most part, it always seemed like people just felt like once it clicked for him, it was going to click in a big way and it was bound to click. And that's how I always felt about him even when he left Washington. Like I was like, oh, this dude going to figure it out. We're going to have egg in our face once he figures it out because we're going to look stupid. And it just it just sucks that that, could, that never was able to pan out. You know, that's the worst part about that. Talking about a kid that's, that's 24 losing his life, like, you know, like, I can only imagine what his what his family's going through. I can only imagine what his wife is going through. I can only imagine what his sister is going through, you know? So to them, like, our deepest con condolences for sure. And uh, as a fan of of Dwayne Haskins, as a fan of Washington, it hurts that, like, because I didn't know him personally, but it, it always hurts to see, a, you know, a brother die. But it's also, like, it hurts that, like, I feel like he was going to get it. You know, I feel like he was going to figure it out. And he never got that opportunity because his life was cut short. So rest in peace to, to Dwayne Haskins. Uh, honestly, when I first heard that news, like, it, you know, it choked me up a little bit. Like, I was like, man, like, I followed this guy's career so closely. And to see it, to see his life end like that, you wanted it, you wanted it to be fake. You wanted it to be a mistake, you know. So uh, my condolences to Dwayne's family. And, uh, you know, I'll never forget Dwayne Haskins, that's for sure, man. His, his legacy will live on. His legacy will live on for me, that's for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, when I got the news, it was crazy. As a, you know what I'm saying? I've said this on the show plenty of times. I have a son that plays quarterback. When I got the news, we were actually at a football tournament. You know what I'm saying? So kind of, you know, I always kind of wanted to see Haskins succeed. You know what I'm saying? I, and, I, and I joked about his career with the commanders and things like that. But, you know what I'm saying, on a personal level, I, I did want him to win. I did want him to succeed. I, I wanted him to, even when he went to Pittsburgh, I wanted him to find a way into that starting spot. You know what I'm saying? And even when I told my son, like, what happened, he – he was like, well, who's their quarterback? He assumed Haskins would be the starter. Um, so, you know, it's just tragic, man. 24 is, 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 is such a young age, um, and, 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 it's, and life is short. But um, 24 is still such a young age. I can remember being 24 and some of the things that I did. And, uh, you know, a lot of the things he did in Washington, you know, that people attribute to his maturity, you know, weren't anything crazy for someone of his age, you know, it's, maybe not expected at that, um, you know, position, but I, I think they were, I think people really weren't fair with, with Dwayne, you know what I'm saying? One year college football. And what makes it worse is when you see guys like Adam Schefter, you see guys like Gil Brandt, um, that's immediately what they jump to, you know, the, the, the struggles, the challenges, the hurdles. Um, and this is a life that was lost. This is not some creative player in Madden. Um, that you drafted. This is a, a guy that had, like Bryce said, a family, a, a wife, teammates, friends, loved ones, fans, um, fans in, in two organizations. And um, it's, just, it's just tragic. It's sad. And, you know, he had so much football, so much life, so much everything in front of him. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's just hard when you see a guy, you know, when it's unexpected, man. Anytime it's un that unexpected, it's just hard. But, um, yeah, condolences, thoughts and prayers to his family. And, um, you know, you know, hopefully the young quarterbacks like like my son and other quarterbacks in this area try to keep his legacy alive. You know, he, he did play for Bullets. Um, he actually had committed to Merlin uh, over Rutgers <laughs> and uh, <laughs> ended up going to Ohio State. But um, so there's a little connection there for everybody. But, yeah, man, we everybody wanted to see Haskins win. I, and I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he didn't get the chance. But um only thing we can do is remember them properly and, and, and not like some of these guys that aren't qualified to speak on some of these guys. And it's also why a show like this exists and why you should support shows like this. Um, and that's not a shameless plug. It's just because some of these guys to, to the chefies of the world, that's, that's just a, a headline, man. It's just a tweet. Like even when he fixed the tweet, he literally deleted a sentence and added a new sentence. Man. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's shameful behavior, man. But, um, Honestly, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna really expand on that. Just kind of like the desensitization um, of like human lives when it comes to sports, you know, because like kind of the degree like athletes are, you know, in like a spectacle. So it's like almost like a snow globe effect. It's like when people go to the museum and they just start like touching on the glass and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, um, but you know, I don't know when you're a professional, um, you know, and this really doesn't really apply. It applies to us, but it applies to any profession. You just kind of have to have like a mutual uh, respect for people because we are our people and we are humans at the end of the day. Um, so I think maybe sometimes people like in that position and you're doing it all the time, you can get desensitized to certain things. You know, not an excuse for what he did. You know, I already condemned this man once, so I ain't gonna condemn him twice, but I'm just trying to like, you know, put it all out in perspective. And I think the biggest thing is like, dealing with a human life, you know, shout out to anybody, any profession that you, when you're crossing, you know, 
you making your interactions with people throughout your day or whatever your profession is, whatever your interactions are with other people, you're making them good and you remember that you're dealing with people and human beings. So uh, I think that's important, um, you know, especially when it comes to sports. And a lot of athletes spoke up on that. Like, you know, they looked at, you know, almost like they just entertainers, but like ultimately like, you know, it's mutual respect for human beings. I think that's what what's lacking. Yeah, yeah, like I said, Shafi kind of just treated it like it was a headline and, uh, you know, next tweet. Like, it, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's a fact, man. And then, like, the validity of his tweet was, in my opinion, it wasn't even valid. Like, to say, like, he struggled to catch on with Washington and struggled to catch on with Pittsburgh. First of all, how am I struggling to catch on with a team if I was a first-round pick by the team? It's not struggling to catch on, you know, man, or, like, Second, how am I struggling to catch on in Pittsburgh if I'm on the roster? Like, I'm not struggling to catch on. Like, I just signed a contract for another year on the roster. Like, the the, the narrative gets so, like, twisted to fit whatever it is they want to paint. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can't just do – if you when you just do it in that way, it's reckless. It's reckless. And, that, and I think that's the worst part of it to me is, like, you know, like, what is that rooted in? You got to ask yourself, what is that rooted in? I said, when me and Scrub did a short on it, I said, like, if that was David Carr, he would have said former first-round pick. If that was J.P. Lossman, he would have said former first-round pick, J.P. Lossman. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wouldn't yeah. start with J.P. Lossman, who struggled to catch on with the Bills or whatever the hell else he played, you know? It wouldn't have started with that. But, like, when it's Dwayne Haskins, it's like you get that, you get that different type of energy. And uh, I mean, we we could we could go into depth. We go in depth about that, but I don't think it's really a need to. We all know where that's coming from. If you're watching this show, you probably know where that energy's coming from, you know. But like that that whole that whole thing just needs to be called out. And big respect to all the players that called him out instantly. I mean, there was a ton from uh, former players. Lamar like Jackson. Bryant. Lamar Jackson is probably the biggest name, but just instantly, like, bro, he called him a lame straight up, like. Joe Hayden, like it was a few guys that like instantly spoke up. So respect to those dudes, man, because like uh, it, it takes that to can it takes that to cancel an Adam Schefter. You know what I'm saying? We not us, us together, us four. We not gonna be able to get Adam Schefter off. But if every player in the NFL said I'm done rocking with him, like you're not signing me if you're giving information to Adam Schefter. Like I'm not signing with that team. Baby. Right, right, yeah. And I think it takes those type of moves. I think that is what ultimately led to his apology that he did on his podcast. Um, once he started getting smoke from the Lamar Jacksons and the Joe, Joe Haydens of the world, if you if you think about it, um, kind of like Scruff was alluding to, Schefter's position, like he's got to talk to these to these players day in day out, uh, interact with their agents, interact with people. You know, he's going to be in these streets, so to speak, when it comes to being around the players. That's how you get all these scoops, and uh, you can't speak like that when someone passes, especially someone who a lot of these players are probably friends with um, and think that you're still going to be able to get scoops or exclusives of, of any sort. So I think that ended up hurting his bottom line, which is really where I think the apology came from. Um, so I, I, I personally don't really accept his apology. I don't think it, it really holds much water. Uh, I think it, it really just came from him trying to protect his pockets at the end of the day because uh, he's in a big enough position and knows – the power that he holds to in his words to, to be smarter, smart enough to know that that's not the route you go. Like someone just passed away. You, you don't talk negatively on them. Uh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter 
if they struggled or if they didn't, you know what I mean? <clears throat> uh, he just passed away. So it's bigger than football. It's, like we've already said, he's got a wife, um, family, bro- mom, sister, the father. Like it's, it, it, to, to, to instantly go to, to the struggles is very lowbrow. And uh, it, it's something that I would think ESPN would um, call out. You know, I, I think I did see one of his, his coworkers and Ryan Clark uh, tweet something to him as well. But um, I would think ESPN as a whole organization would want to sit down to Adam Schefter and speak to him about that. Because, uh, you know, they've definitely spoken to other other people about other things. So but yeah. I don't I don't work there and I'm I'm not an executive there. But it, it, it for me, it would be something that uh, me and Adam Schefter would have to to it's work big, out if he wanted to keep his employment. It's big money when it comes to ESPN, man. But big thing like is like you know it's relationships. They be on there, you know. They be they be, you know. He would be, there was actually some headlines that when I was you know we were talking about that short, you know I found in my research was that you know this is actually not the first time Adam Schefter has been linked to some susness. You know what I mean? Like he was linked to John Gruden and all that uh, nonsense that came up. So he was out here in the in the in the club and John Gruden group chat. So you know. What are we talking about here? Yeah. I mean, look, but I did, I did see oh, a, bro, I did see a tweet that somebody was like, "Man, uh, Adam Schefter should have had Bruce Allen edit that first. That's right. Funny. But we are, we already know, bro. Whenever you see a dude like Adam Schefter who ain't do shit for nobody, who ain't never done, they ain't never done shit. Let's be honest. Like I ain't know if Adam Schefter wasn't on ESPN, we wouldn't know who the hell Adam Schefter was, right? So you know he's doing something to get this information, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like Scrub said, is a relate everything is relationships, right? So based off one of your relationships, you're doing you're getting this information. And we all know, end of the day, we all know relationships boil down to a give and a take. I mean, even with your best friend, your best friend might call you and talk to you about some of their bullshit. As a friend, you take on their bullshit, you might give them some advice, and then y'all bounce it back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what relationships are, it's a give and a take. So my question is, what is Adam Schefter taking or giving to get this information? I don't know. I mean, I think I know what he gives. Go ahead. But I'm going to say. No, no, no. Look, I, I think, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, Schefter has those relationships, right? But I, and I, and that's it's funny to me that how could you get something that simple so wrong, right? But I think if you have relationships with those guys, like the Bruce Allens, right? The, the guys that are going to speak crazily about a Dwayne Haskins and, and not have the relationships with the players. You know what I'm saying? Because any human could have told you that, bro, this is not going to go over well for you if, you know, you highlight, human. highlight negativity in this tweet. You know what I'm saying? You, you, broke, you were so anxious to break the story that you had no regard for, you know what I'm saying, this, this man is a human. Um, but I think it speaks volumes to his who his relationships are with. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's probably guys that look like him and they're probably not players. So, you know, that lets you know where this league is. You know what I'm saying? It's more indicative of where this league is. Nah, but back to what, what you said, though, uh, about what somebody could, what he could give in return. I think part of the, what he could give in return is the fact that he's the guy that breaks the story so he can control the spin on things. You know what I'm saying? To some degree, you know, when, when, when things happen, like you can't control things happening, but you can control the way that you know the spin go on, on certain things. So, like you know, that is some kind of a you know value to offer. 
It is it is very valuable, man. Control the narrative, man. If you if you got a guy in the media that you know, oh, hey, so and so this so did this and the third, but I need you to break the news so that when people hear it, it sounds like yeah. So I mean, I, I definitely get you on that, Scruff. Um, but yeah, folks, we got. Yeah, I want to know. I probably don't want to know. But how do you get that very first piece of news? How do you get that very first information? That you know gave him any sort of credibility. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, actually, it makes more sense though. It's, it, it's some funny shit. It's some funny shit going on with uh with Schefter, man. Well, no, it makes a lot of sense now because nah, because he's like jaded. He's got to be like, you know, we talk about the relationship that he has. One of the relationships that came up in that investigation was Bruce Allen, and he the and he the Washington owner or whatever. So like, he was the team that. president. Obviously, he doesn't probably doesn't have a great view of Jen Dwayne Haskins, like regardless right. of what his statement might say. Like you cut this man after his second year, like that's it was unheard of. I've never heard of anybody being cut in the second year by a team that, that drafted him with the first round. You know what I mean? Like usually you give him at least a little time, at least let him play the, the damn playoff game. You go and bench him, like you know what I mean? Like you bring the dude off the street to play the next week, like you're gonna give him damn. So like. His first take was probably reflected on the fact that Bruce Allen is probably his man. And he probably, they probably openly, uh, you know, keep, you know, I don't know what they say about yeah, the yeah. but they probably don't think very highly of him. And that was reflective in, in the state, in the statement. Yeah, very much so. He probably, you know, underestimated how much people like loved and appreciated Haskins as a person. You know what I'm saying? Because you can throw all the football stuff out the window when, when life gets real. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a kid's sport at, at its core. You know, and when real situations happen, that's not time to talk about football. You know, but moving on, man. I, I don't want to talk this, talk about this guy. Nah, well, well, before yeah. we move on, though, we gotta talk about Gil Brandt, clown ass. Yo, Gil Brandt is like ninety years old. You know, what I'm saying I'm gonna call him Sleepy Gil because uh, <laughs> I don't know how he still got the platform, man. But that whole time he was talking, he sounded like he was about to fall asleep. And your man was just talking crazy, bro. Like, I'm not even gonna repeat what he said. If you want to go find out what he said, you know, search it for yourself. But just know that Gil Brandt was talking crazy about Dwayne Haskins, like to the point his comments made Adam Schefter's comments look yeah decent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how bad his were. So like, Honestly, Gil Brandt is the ultimate clown in all this. Like everything about the girl Brandt part of it, um, his comments were worse, in my opinion, than Schefter's, and his apology was even meaningless, even more meaningless than Schefter's. Like, it felt like Schefter or someone at ESPN or somebody at least was like, "Hey, you messed up. You got to go. You know, put this out there." Go Brandt was basically just like, "Oh, you know, I I said some stuff I should have said. My bad." <laughs> like. Like he didn't even really walk it back, man, and uh, that's because he meant it. And that's true. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not even gonna repeat it because I, I I saw I listened to the comments, man, and it, it's one of them things where I can honestly say, as a black man, I got upset, bro. Like I felt like this man was like I don't even think that was like necessarily rooted in racism. It, it just was racism. Like like I just I didn't like how it felt listening to that man say it. And uh, I would encourage anyone to go check it out for themselves. And, and decide for themselves uh, how they feel about that person. But that's another person who I think he works for, like, CBS or, or some some radio station. I'm not sure. But, uh, again, as an employer, how are you employing these people? Y'all, the, the employers need to, to either send these people to some HR meeting or, or, you know what I mean? Like, y'all need to sit down and talk to these people. Because the, the things they're saying, that they're, that, oh, 
I, these things they're saying are just crazy. This is crazy. I can't, I can't even believe it's real. You know, I mean, even you know even other reporters were were talking about like how they couldn't understand how that was being said. I want to say the Washington team president even <laughs> commented on it. You know, it, it was it it was it was very much given in word. Like it was on the tip of the man's tongue. Like I felt it. Yo, yo, B, you, you wild, bro. <laughs> That's hilarious, bro. bro. Gil, yo, Gil, Brandt is, Gil Brandt is literally from an era where, like, black quarterback is, wasn't a thing. You know what I'm saying? To be, like, as, to, to be as close to croaking as Gil Brandt is and to still be talking like this, you know, like, bro, you right around the corner from croaking, bro. This is keeping the buck, bro. Like, if Gil I mean, Brandt dropped tomorrow, nobody would be shocked. Hey, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be cold about that, but it's just a fact. But that's like, that's my swing. That old still thinking and feeling and, and talking like this, bro. Like you haven't gotten no wisdom in your age, bro. Like clown, bro. Clown. The, the the hard reality is, bro. You know, he has a very small spot in in the media um, because a lot of viewers probably didn't know who this man was before um, this, but like. There are people that like that that tweet of the recording. You know what I'm saying? There are people that heard his take and agreed with it. Like, uh, we can't we can't kid ourselves. There's a there's a certain demographic in this country that are all in for that type of rhetoric. So, you know, that it's kind of revealing. You know what I'm saying? It just keeps you aware that no matter how much things change, some things still stay stay the same. That's very well said, T. That's very well said. That is something to uh, keep in mind, man, is there's definitely a small portion of people out there that enjoy that. Uh, so God bless them. But um, before we get into this NBA play-in tournament, man, we're going to switch gears a little bit, lighten up the mood, man, talk some basketball. Uh, I think we got a quick little little something to throw to you, right? Scruff, Scruff's going to throw it to us real quick, and then we'll get to some NBA after the break. <laughs> welcome, 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 everybody out there tuning in from La La Land. It's your favorite show on the block. Gas presents sports for the culture. Good ass sports. I don't know about those sports, but I know they good ass sports. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, fellas. So, as you know, the NBA play-in tournament started tonight, Tuesday, man. And uh, as the, at this moment, we can say that Kyrie has has been on has started this thing on fire. We are definitely about to get into some Kyrie talk. Uh, the Nets looked as advertised. Looks like they didn't need Harden. Um, so yeah, man. Where, where do y'all want to start with this play-in tournament, man? Y'all want to start with the Nets because Kyrie is was. Killing it tonight. Bro, Kyrie is going, you know what, man? Scruff likes to get on me for saying I never changed my mind a lot. But one person I have completely changed my mind. I've done a complete 180 on Kyrie. He's uh, always been one of my <laughs> least favorite NBA players, bro. To like, I've never had a player go from being one of my least favorite to one of my favorites. Like, and I think he was one of my least favorite back when we was battling them. 
all the time and stuff. It was kind of that John Wall versus Kyrie debate back in the day. But like, yo, Kyrie. Let me finish, guy. Let me finish. But no, this uh, this guy Kyrie, man, I got the utmost respect for him, bro. One, he stood on it. He stood on his shit, man. When it came to the vaccine thing, I don't care which way you feel about that. Like, you might support the vaccine, you might not, but you should always support a man standing on his own too. You know, standing on what he believes in. And then today he just dropped thirty-four points after fasting for Ramadan, bro. Your man <laughs> different, bro. Your man is different. Like when I found that out, he talked about it in the in the uh, post-game interview, and like, yo. You could tell, I said it on the show before, you could tell Kyrie is somebody that's growing and not only his, like, game, but in his, like, personal and spiritual development. And it just shows every time the man talks. Even even with all the uh, COVID stuff, like, he never said nothing, like, offensive to anybody. He handled each and every interview, like, perfectly. And it was to the point where, like, people had to reach to say something bad about his opinions with that. So shout out to Kyrie for becoming one of my favorite players now. As far as the Nets, I need to run and check their odds on winning the championship, bro. Because, I mean, you got Kyrie playing third on this level. Odds. And you got – they got what? They got the third highest odds right now to win the championship, actually. Uh, well, that's not as good as I thought it might be. But you got Kyrie playing on this level, and you got KD doing what KD does. I mean, I know the Cavs game got tough at the end. Don't get me wrong. They got, they got out to a hot start, and they got tough at the end. But, bro, nobody wants to see the Nets, bro. Like, if you're one of those teams in that top four or five – like the last team you want to play is the Nets, especially the team in the top two. Like you're gonna get embarrassed, you're gonna end up losing. It's gonna be embarrassing to lose to a seven seed or whatever they are. Like, cause they can beat anybody any given night as long as they two horses are on the on the court. So uh looking forward to see how they perform in the next in the next round and going forward. So what you're saying is Boston already has no chance. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying oh. that. I would never say Boston <laughs> has no chance, but for my money, I'm taking the Nets in that series, bro. I'm taking the Nets in that series because, like, I think Katie's going to be the best player in the series. I think Kyrie's going to be the second best player in the series. So, you got two best players in the series. You got a good shot. All right, T. Kyrie has made my man Bryce a believer, man. Are you a believer? I mean, I've always believed in uh, Kyrie's skill level as a, as a basketball player. He's been elite. You know what I'm saying? He gave us that famous uh, Kobe moment. Um Easy money, easy money, you know, but Kyrie's confidence, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the man, I play you one on one, like that's who Kyrie has been since Duke, you know what I'm saying? Since high school, like the guy can can score the basketball, but I uh, and I say this a lot, and every time I say it, people push back and give me flack. I've said this about various basketball players, but Kyrie's brand of basketball, similar to you know, when I was saying this about West, Russell Westbrook. I just don't know if it's a winning brand of basketball. I mean, I, I look at what he did tonight, man. Amazing. You know what I'm saying? Shot the ball very efficiently, uh, dimed it out, and still in the plus minus, ended up plus two for the game. So after all of that, your team was – while you were on the floor, your team had a two-point advantage. And I look at KD. When KD's on the floor, plus 16, you know what I'm saying? Similar shooting from the field. I think that has to – I think that has to go to KD, man. I, we, we saw KD lose with Russ taking too many shots. I don't want to see KD lose again with Kyrie um, doing the same thing. So, can am I a believer in Kyrie as a basketball player? Hell yeah. Am I a believer in the Nets? Yeah. I, I, 
I don't know, bro. I, I, I don't think they walk past Boston. I think Boston is firing at all cylinders, man. They messing around walking to a bus. So, so uh, to answer your question, I believe in Kyrie as a basketball player. And I I don't think so, the Nets let me, can win Let me all. put it to you like this, then. So I, I'm hearing what you're saying. So do you believe in Kyrie more than you believe in Russell Westbrook as a basketball player? Because we saw how easy, he went in easy. L.A. Bro, we saw that's... how he went in L.A. So my question is, if you believe in Kyrie more than you believe in Westbrook, what makes you think that Kyrie won't be able to – like tonight he had the hot hand, so he got to yeah. be Batman. What makes you think Kyrie's going to have a problem with being Robin if KD's the one with the hot hand? I mean, Kyrie uh, – different personalities. Different, uh, Russ has proven himself to be an alpha. You know what I'm saying? He's going to shoot the ball uh, – before this, before this Lakers season, he was going to shoot the ball no matter what. Making shots, missing shots, miss five in a row, make five in a row. He's, he's, he played at one speed, one tempo. Kyrie has the ability to, to offer different things. And I, I do think he can see KD getting hot and say, bro, go cook. Like, to me, Kyrie is more of a hooper. Like, he's not as selfish. Like, if KD's on, bro, go. go. If, if you got the mismatch, go get the bucket. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I do think Brooklyn could get past um, Boston, but – to win it all, uh, if if you rely on Kyrie to score you fifty points to win, uh, I don't think you can uh, win the championship that way. They never really been relying on that though. And let's keep in context: like their minutes get staggered a lot, right? So the plus minus not going to tell you the entire story if you ask me. Unless I agree. It's a, unless it's a big negative plus minus. If you if your plus minus is in the positive and your team wins, like in my book, you're good. You know what I mean? And when the minutes are getting staggered and you're a point guard playing with, at certain moments, guys that can't shoot and spread the floor for you, and then KD, the nature of his game is, you know, he's he affects the game in a lot more facets than Kyrie Irving. You know what I mean? So it's like nine times out of ten that they play in the game, KD's going to have the better plus minus. KD's the better player. And another thing is, like, Kyrie definitely going to be able to play that Robin role when need be because he has the ultimate experience in doing that with LeBron. I mean, Kyrie knows when it's time to step up and when it's time to fall back. You know what I mean? He'll, and I think with KD, a guy that, like, KD not going to step on no toes, you know what I'm saying, the way that maybe a LeBron would. So it's like I feel like they're more of a, a, be, a more of a perfect match than Kyrie and LeBron were because, like, Kyrie, KD going to let Kyrie do his, and Kyrie's going to have the presence of mind to when he knows it's KD's turn to, to defer to him. I think it's going to – I don't know. We'll see how it works out. It's like it was work. It kind of was working out last season. You know, they just they, – and they, they just they just ran into the injury bug and stuff. But uh, – Look, man. Honestly, man, bump all that – all that stuff that y'all talking about, this Batman, Robin nonsense is nonsense. That narrative is stupid. Uh, first, start <laughs> with that. Like it's ego based, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, so like, all right, so so the difference between that situation and the LeBron and uh, situation is this: like, all right, it's wanting to have a dynamic that you didn't ask for. You was drafted to Cleveland, you was the guy, and then LeBron come in and he's super the guy, and then like your whole squad is disrespected. You you don't got no pull no more in the squad. Different thing for a young player, you know. And we, like Bryce said, you know. My guy Kyrie, he's, he's showing growth. You know, he's showing uh, spiritual enlightenment, if you will. You know what I'm saying? I see the signs. You know what I'm saying? So, like, dude's not coming here on no ego shit, you know, first of all. Second of all, 
no better relationship than the one that you chose to be in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? First of all. So they came there to be together. You know what I'm saying? Now they got a little extra little little, little stir up because he stood by his principal and he got back and now he coming back and he was going off crazy during that whole period when he was doing that. So he coming in crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's not about who got the last shot. And this is it's the Nets. Let's be perfectly frank. You know what I'm saying? I'm not this I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but like, yo, look at the rest of that roster right now. Look at the way that team is playing. Like it's not a situation where it's like you gotta be Batman Robin. Like, yo, we need Batman and Batman for real. Because like look at the Nets, like they need every bit of that. Like, cause like when they're not in on the floor, the the jump sinking like a like a like a Bitcoin crash. Like the whole score going shoom. Like all of a sudden, you know, Cleveland's within the game. You know what I'm saying? And that's Cleveland, okay? So like, nah, and then let me go all the way back. Like all the disrespects being tracked. You know what I'm saying? So you talking about the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the Celtics don't have a chance. That, let me let me answer that question that wasn't asked to me, but I'm answering it now. Celtics do not have a chance. Hell yeah, they got a chance, man. So let me give y'all some some statistics to to run for y'all. You know what I'm saying? So like back to Brooklyn. Uh, in the in the championship odds right now, the favorites to win the championship are the Phoenix Suns plus 70. The Bucks are second plus 475. The Brooklyn Nets are the third team plus 650, and they're they're the seventh seed. So that's really unheard of. They're the second highest odds in the East. Look Those at the Celtics, though. So fourth, fourth <laughs> is the Warriors, fifth is the Celtics. So even though the Celtics are going against the the the, the Nets, you know, and it's obviously perceived that if the Nets are going to be the third favorite, that the Celtics would have to be eliminated in order for that to happen. The Celtics are still fifth, which means that like, bro, there's an equal chance that the Celtics could go all the way. So let's like not disrespect the Celtics in any way, shape, or form. Actually, they decided to do the real G alpha thing to do, which was to go full steam ahead and ended up getting that second seed. They ended up drawing a seventh seed, which is Brooklyn in the situation. Some people within the front office was mad. But I think if you're going to be a team that's going to be a dog, you're going to have that dog mentality, you can't be scared to be ducking nobody. And that was the mentality that the coach embodied in that situation. So I respect that. So with that being said, I think Boston has still has a very good shot to win the series. But if you look at it, it's not even an underdog anymore. But, like, you know, Brooklyn's got probably just as good a shot. It's a toss-up, really. I mean, if you – but if you – like like Bryce said, you got two of the best players. You know what I'm saying? You would have to expect, like, Tatum and Brown. It's a duel. It's a double duel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got Tatum and Brown, who in any other series, you got two two closers. And that's one thing you can say about Boston. They got two closers. But, yeah, but so does the Nets. So it's it's scary. It's scary. And – um. You know, we'll see what happens. I, I, ben Simmons looking like he's about to jump on the court. So I think it's a time. It's going to be a time where Ben Simmons will end up being on the court. And he's only going to be a plus for them because if he could be any type of a supported role player in them situations, he crash boards, get some rebounds, maybe run some transition, get the ball to KD and Kyrie because them boys, they're going to rock. And if Ben don't got to touch the rock, that's fine too because they don't need him to touch the rock. Like he can just be if standing I'm there like, like Nick Claxton. If I'm Ben, I'm sitting out the entire season. <laughs> if Ben Simmons comes back and the Nets start losing, we know what's going to happen. <laughs> the blame is going to go on Simmons. And, and there's potential that Simmons could come back and not help that team, right? Because Kyrie is ball dominant. Katie's ball dominant. Uh, so the guys that play off the ball have to be able to shoot. Yeah, but I don't think he has to come in, and I, I don't actually. I don't. I don't think he has to, more than I say that he doesn't have to come in. Actually, I think it's ideal that he comes in 
and he just comes in on the roster. Right now, this is a team that's already in the playoffs, and this man hasn't played all season. He needs to step into a roster. Just like if you just got traded to a team, like the fundamentals, the intangibles is what counts. So he needs to just come into the roster as a dude that's 6'10", that's athletic, that can rebound, and he can dribble the ball. That's really all he has to, like, kind of stick to. And then whatever fill the gaps, like I said, like, he needs to be playing in the same spot that Nick, that Nick Paxton was playing in. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to be playing in and building an offense around the guy. This guy just came in, and his mental health is literally, like, in shambles, according, according to what his, what his, his public statements are. He needs right? to be playing, period. I don't know so what's like, going on with that. The point is, he's not going to come in and be, be the fix, fix Peter's offense. He's going to be, like, an auxiliary piece, which is fine. That's what he was in the playoffs last year. For us, anyway, he was a he was he was a guy that stood in the dunker spot, and that's like this. Like I said, that's like Nick Claxton role. So like he, I'm, he could kill that role. Like just stick nah, to he, that. I think he comes in, in in a Patty Mills role, and he can give those guys a break. Patty Mills, you know what Patty Mills of the shooting percentages? I'm not. I'm saying you come in and you handle the ball and you find shooters. Right, you come in. You you can sit Katie if you get Simmons right. You can sit Katie and and um, Kyrie and. Ben Simmons can run your team. But if you come in and start him and play him right away, man, uh, Nets could be in trouble. No, nah, I think he could play that role, like, for the second unit. Maybe you let him run wild a little bit with the second unit. I think you could do both, to be honest. But, you know, like, I think he's, he's got to be with the second he's unit because he's not the, the Nets' second unit was, like you said, Bitcoin numbers crashing. So I think Ben leading that second unit is really the only thing that makes a lot of sense. But – we keep talking about, you know, the Nets being a seventh seed and they still have high chances to win uh, <laughs> to, to win the the finals. So, obviously, the Celtics-Nets uh, series is going to be one to watch. What are some other series that stand out to you guys uh, taking a look at it? Jump off. Um, that's a good question, honestly. Uh, I thought for sure you'd say the Sixers – and in Toronto, I thought for sure. Well, if I'm being honest, man, like <laughs> that series is very troublesome. You know what I mean? Like I'm being completely honest right now. That series is a little troublesome. It, this the East is very much wide open because, in the sense that, like, like I said, Boston could Boston could lose in the first round or they could win the championship. Like, there's no in between. <laughs> um, but same thing for the Sixers. Like the way that the bracket is set up. The Sixers in the fourth spot against against the Raptors, and that's a really rough matchup for the Sixers because it seems like the Raptors just give them fits for for years now. And um, Siakam always plays well against them. It's a tough matchup, and then you got uh, Matisse Thybulle that, that's that's unvaccinated, so he can't play in any of the games in Toronto. So that's that's another little Achilles heel because he's a starter, he's a great defender. So that's tough, man. So I feel like if the Sixers the Sixers are going to be have a tough first round series, so. If they're able to win that first round series, they'll be in good shape for the rest of the playoffs. Because second round they're going to be looking at probably the Heat, and I think that's a favorable matchup. So, like, if the Sixers can beat the Raptors, they can end up in the. They, there's a good chance they end up in the Eastern Conference Finals. But um, they got to beat the Raptors. In order to beat the Raptors, I mean, Joel Embiid's going to ball. I know this for a fact. But um, you know, I think a big X factor is ultimately going to be James Harden. You know, I think we know that he can run the offense. I know James Harden's gonna give me ten plus assists, right? And that's the same thing Ben Simmons will give in a sense as well, right? Except we don't gotta be. He's not a James Harden is like yeah, he's not producing like we expect him to, but he's also producing even without trying. He can still score more than Ben Simmons. So 
there's an upgrade in that sense. So I'm not too worried about it, but I would. I think Ben's. I think uh, James Harden is going to have to score a little bit and put his fingerprints on the series to some degree in order for them to right. win. I don't think he could just kind of laissez-faire his way through this whole series. I don't think the 76ers, 76ers are on the easy side of the bracket. If 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 they can't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, somebody got to go. <laughs> Uh, the bro, coach. Bro, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Them boys are not making it to the Eastern Conference Finals, bro. Not at all. Bro, I mean, That's this is their I best. Know, I agree with you, though. It is decided. Wait, 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 bro. They not making it to the Eastern Conference Finals, bro. Like, like, you know, I go as far as to say, either team, even if the, because I think that the uh, Raptors will probably get the Hornets out of the way. I mean, I'm sorry, the Hawks will probably get the Hornets out of the way and be facing the Heat. So, like, either one of those teams, the Heat or the – I'm sorry, the Hawks. The Hawks get the Hornets out of the way. The Heat or the Hawks, the Hawks will get them out of the way again. They'll take the Sixers out again. <laughs> like, we want y'all. We ready for y'all, boys. We know, we know y'all script tonight. And the Heat, bro, are one of the that most important teams, I think, in this whole in this whole uh, situation here. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people sleeping on the Heat. I don't know why. I think maybe it was because that uh, brushed up Jimmy Butler have you done. No, bro. It's, it's, like it's because they're not fun to watch. They're not fun yeah, to watch. They're not fun it's to the watch. Team that's been to the finals. With no, they're a good team. Essentially the same core that they went to the finals with. No, the, only good thing, team. the only thing different about their core yeah, is Bam Adebayo's better. Uh, Tyler <laughs> Lowry. better. And Kyle Lowry was kind of like a coach on the floor, right? So They might be the least exciting team. Man, but they basically got that same squad. And and what's my other boy that shoots? Like they basically got the same squad. Hero. They went to the finals. With, Duncan, right? Duncan, you Duncan Duncan Robinson, right? They got that same team they went to the finals with. Kind of wild that Duncan Robinson has the the last names of the Spurs' best two players. I never yeah. thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and David Robinson in one name. That's wow. crazy. That's right. might be destined for tips though with that. That's that's kind yeah. of the look. But that, but that's 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 one team I feel like is a is a wild card, and I think will beat the Sixers. But I still don't think could take out the Bucks or the or the Nets. Which is why I feel like the Bucks or the Nets. It really comes down to those two teams coming out of the East once again. It's a damn shame they're on the same side of the bracket. I hate that because I would have loved to see them in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. But like the series I'm most looking forward to in this first round, bruh, it's the Warriors versus the Nuggets. Yeah. Because like yo, the Warriors. According to their standards, have been trashed the two seasons before the season, right? But in right. that trashness, in that being trash, you know, they were able to get these young boys. They got some viable run and experience, bro. From Develop them. To Scott yeah. Anderson, to you know, Jordan like all Jordan. these, all these like random dudes. Oh. Yeah, all these random dudes that seem random at at, a, at one moment. Now they now they kind of season, you know. Now they kind of season, and like you add Steph Curry on that, who was. Steph Curry going to be Steph, and you now you got Klay Thompson in the mix. Draymond Green still one of the best defenders in the league, one of the best impact guys in the league without scoring the basketball. Like he's still that guy. He still makes the right basketball play. He still moves the basketball. He makes the right basketball play without having to score the ball a ton. And then on the other side, you got the Denver Nuggets. Like Nikola Jokic is possibly going for another MVP award. I mean, he's doing things that no one's ever done in the history of the league in seasons, historic seasons. And my question for him last year was, what do all these stats mean? Like, That's are these it. stats going to mean anything for Jokic? And if no. they don't mean anything for Jokic, beating the Warriors would be a huge statement for his stats meaning something. Remember, Jokic don't got his, his top dog with him this year. You don't got Jamal Murray running with him. 
So, like, what are you going to be able to do with, when you are the number one guy? Everyone's keen on you this whole series. What are you going to do? Are you going to rise to the occasion? Right. And like, that, to me, is a moment to really cement Jokic. It's not right. just a stat stuffer, but an elite right. of elite ball player, you know, top. Right. Right. I don't put Jokic in that top five of basketball players in the NBA. You know what I'm right. saying? I still, I still have him probably outside looking in on my top five. But a, a run in the playoffs, your man is, is cemented in my top five. So we're going to see. We're going to see how that series goes. I think that series I'm most excited to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm mean, excited to see it too, actually. Nah, F all that. No, nah, I'm excited to see all that too, man. Because honestly, I think it's going to expose Jokic, man. I'm tired of the Jokic stuff. Bro. I'm sick and tired of it. Yo, and these fans want Jokic to be exposed so bad, bro. Nah, because he's been exposed. Jokic versus B thing, bro. He's been exposed. He's been exposed. He ain't never did nothing. He ain't never bro. did nothing no, outside of regular season, bro. He ain't never Jokic. done nothing outside of regular so season, bro. He's done what Joel Embiid has done, right? Joel Embiid made a little noise, at least in the playoffs, a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But, nah, respectfully, though, um, you know, Jokic and the Nuggets, they probably they, – they might not get swept. I think that's the, the minimum expectation I could put out for the, for the Nuggets. If they go beyond five games, I'll be surprised. If they make it to six, I'll be a little bit surprised. I can give him a little bit of props. But, really, I'm not going to give him any props because they're not going to make it past six games. It's not going to be four – it's not going to go to seven. It's not going to be an interesting series. Jokic doesn't have anything against uh, against a team like the Warriors. So, like, make sure you run this tape later when I tell you that Jokic is going to – y'all going to be the, – the minute the, the minute this series is over is the minute all these MVP voters should be slapped. Same minute. Same minute. I'll be Same ready minute. to slap. I'll be ready to slap him like Will Smith, man, because y'all should have <laughs> voted. If y'all didn't vote for Joel Embiid for the MVP, y'all were taking these empty statters you know what I'm saying? Because y'all boys don't watch defense. All y'all do is look at stat columns. This makes me sick, man. The Warriors are going to mop the floor with Jokic. Right. That's the point. Because when the playoff series comes down to it, and you're going to double-team Jokic, there's a reason why that, bro, there's a reason why Joel Embiid is getting double-teamed and he's passing out of double-teams, and there's a reason why Jokic is wide open. There's a difference, bro. Wide open? <laughs> wide open. Because no other team has, has one superstar. But there's a difference there as well because if you want to carry on with that, I got another run the tape moment. So you know we speak <laughs> on the we speak on the uh, we speak on on the boy Ja and we speak on superstars. Let's speak on a superstar because like you know honestly I think I think the Warriors have a good shot to, to win the West. Um, but I think if it ain't the Warriors, it's gonna be the it's, it's gonna be the Grizzlies. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a really good shot at the Grizzlies hey, win the West. I don't I'm think it's going to be Phoenix. Let's start Scruff, there. I'm going to tell you it's something now. It's not going to be Utah. I'm going to tell you something now for, 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 your, for your betting interest. If Minnesota gets in there, Minnesota can beat them in a series. Okay. Bro, if Minnesota wait, 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 gets there, stop listen to me. Phoenix, stop with the Phoenix disrespect, bro. No, no. Who's disrespect to Phoenix? Scruff, bro, this the, it's not gonna be Phoenix, bro. Yo, do you watch Phoenix, bro? 
I do. Phoenix is like the <laughs> definition of a basketball team. Everybody yeah. has a role. Everybody plays their role to a T, bro. Like, yeah. that's literally like poetry in motion when Phoenix yeah. is playing basketball, bro. Again, they though, made it's the like... run last year. They made the run last year. But they I'm didn't win the check. I'm expecting, I'm expecting Phoenix. Okay. I'm expecting Phoenix to go back to the championship, bro. I'm expecting Phoenix to come out of the West. They got no, my this... money to come out of the West. You're expecting that? And we talking we talking about awards. Monty Williams better get coach of the year this year, bro. They give it he already got it. Ball. Huh? He already got it, I think. No, nah, did they give out the award yet? I thought he already got it. Nah, nah, nah. They're fake news in it, bro. I don't know. Yeah, they, I don't think sure? they, yet. they ain't give out the award nah. yet. Bro, I know they this happened last year, too. The Grizzlies, dude. Yo, I'm telling you right now, bro. If Monty, they cheated Monty Williams last year. He should have been coach of the year last year, bro. No, yeah. it's not a, it's not a Who question. the coach of the Grizzlies? He should have been coach of the year last year, bro. They Chris Paul is the coach of the Sun. He had no Chris Paul. He had no <laughs> Devin Booker for the coach of the season, bro. Like, DeAndre Ayton had injuries early. Like, bro, come on, bro. He kept them together when DeAndre Ayton's contract situation was going haywire. Come hey. on, bro. Develop, develop bridges into possibly defensive player of the year. Stop playing with Monty Williams, bro. That's coach of the year. Really should be coach of the year, bro. He got coach of the year. I knew I wasn't tripping. Monty Williams is coach of the year. They gave it out? This year? Yeah. Second straight. Second straight. Second straight? Yeah. That's good. There's another regular season award that's not going to be based on the playoffs. That's all I got to say. Second straight NBA coach of the year. Another empty statter. No disrespect, Monty. You, you, you nah, from the Philly, bro, you from the Philly coaching tree. I don't want to disrespect you, my guy. I don't, know, I don't know what team. What? What? Did they? Did they give it to him last year? Bro, woes don't miss. Uh, <laughs> last year, I don't. I, I, woes I, I, ain't pulling the Schefter. Last year, bro, I swear to God, there was two coaches of the years, and I was like, wait a minute. I thought Monty Williams got it. it ended up being somebody else. Or yeah, like bro. I don't know, bro. You remember? Who would it have been? Somebody Who knows? Else? Her? Maybe. Oh, no, no money was. I think I think I think T looking at one of them awards they get that one of them secondary <laughs> awards. <laughs> he, looking, he looking at the uh, the parade all Americans and not the McDonald's all Americans. Hey man, one, <laughs> hey one one of the viewers one of the viewers out there one of the viewers oh, out there no, back back your boy up man. Fire up that fire up that Google machine. I remember he got robbed. I was like, bro, your man got robbed last year. I remember that. Let's see. Let me hold up. Nah, well, he wasn't. He didn't get it back to back years. It was Tom Thibodeau last Tom year. Tom Thibodeau last year. Hold up. They haven't given it out this year. They haven't given it out this year. Oh, you know who she got it this year, though? I think, I think, I think T looking at Taylor one Jenkins. <laughs> now, this is, this is what it says. This is what it says. Monty Williams finished second. He wasn't, he didn't get it. He wasn't the second award. He finished second yeah, last T year. looking at one of them fluke awards that they be giving out to like. You know that that's oh, hold on, hold on. Nah, hold on. <laughs> hold on, no, 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 look. He got it from the National Basketball Coaches Association. That's not the real one. That's not, yeah. It says, see. It says, yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, that's a that, that's a blue headline, T. <laughs> Respect, no team. He says, Sons Monty Williams receives MBCA Coach of the Year honors. The first time I read that, I didn't even see MBCA. Like, I thought that said NBA. 
<laughs> we, we know you easily get fooled with uh with names and accounts and shit stuff. Hey, look, look, no, bro. Hey, hey the coaches with me like I'm not listening. The coaches to gave him coach of the year. All right, bro. All I know is, bro. All I know is, bro. Respectfully, they could never have me doing like some like breaking news Adam Schefter stuff because I would have definitely been fucking shit up. Yeah, you, you, you had the group chat going crazy with uh with ball sack sports, man. Like, what, 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 oh what, what, my lord! <laughs> Always check your sources, ladies and gentlemen. Always check your sources, bro. Yo, nah. So Monty Williams was so, so Williams coach of the year. That's what y'all tell me. Reporting Adam Schefter with two R's and shit. You know, like, <laughs> that's, that's not that's not it. That's not it. Hey, I I can't report. She looks to the panic. <laughs> My man T the type to tell you the high school All-American job but only look at the parade list. Like, nah, he's All-American, bro. Like, nah, it wasn't in the McDonald's game. He don't count, man. The McDonald's don't even count, bro, unless you're on ESPN. Hey, man, so let, let's keep it pushing, fellas. I think we got a little, little culture for them to, to dive into, man. I don't know if y'all heard about it. My boy was in the news again, man. My boy Cam Newton making a little podcast news. Uh, oh, he was he's making making waves. I don't know if these are the kind of waves you want to make, though. Uh, he had some comments about uh, the ladies and cooking, and uh, you know that that never goes well. That never goes well. I, I think we got a clip to play though, so uh, we'll we'll let you sink your teeth in the tape. I had a a perfect a perfect example of what a man was in my life by my father. Mm -hmm. My parents has been together for 36, 37 years now, and it's, and it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up in a three-parent household, my mom, my father, and my grandmother. And uh, I knew what a woman was, not a bad bitch. Okay, what's the difference? A woman. Okay. A bad bitch is a person who's just, you know, Girl, I'm a bad bitch. You know, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I, I, I looked apart, but I don't act apart. Okay. You know, and it's a lot of women who are bad bitches. And I say bitches in, in, in a way not to degrade a woman, but just to, to, to go off the aesthetic of what they deem is a boss chick. Mm -hmm. Now, a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, mm -hmm. right? And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss bitch, like I'm a this, I'm a dad. No, baby, like, but you can't cook. Okay. Hey, Wallow. Wallow say, okay. <laughs> Wallow was good. He's like, yeah, you go get the whole show canceled, bro. Shout out to Wallow, man. Wallow did 20 years in jail, came home, and you know what I'm saying? It's motivated folks. But yeah, Wallow that dude. Wallow that dude, man. And the way Gilly and Wallow be going at each other is hilarious, man. But uh, this Cam Newton video, I feel like whenever you have to clarify your use of the word bitch, you're probably not getting your point across too well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, whenever you gotta be like, but the way I'm saying, bitch, is like, ah, oh, bro, you probably not doing a great job getting that point across. So how you mean though? <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. But but I think in 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 Cam's, you know, 
He didn't say much. But defender, I, defender. I, you know, I gotta you know, got try. I gotta try, bro. I feel like he he tried to make a point. He just didn't make it well. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think I think there's a lot better ways to try to say what he was trying to say. But I also think that like you have to accept that Cam's and that sound like he's not a guy that's accepting that the world is changing, right? And we do have to accept that the world is changing. But I think what his ultimate point is, we can't accept the changes in the world and disregard the clear differences between men and women, right? Like there are differences, but even with those differences, the world is changing. And how do we address that is I feel like a question that so many people, it's hard for so many people to answer and, and to come to terms with. But, and, and you end up with a Cam, that type of answer from Cam Newton where like, you know, very divisive if you ask me. But uh, right. yeah, I don't know. What, what did y'all think? Let's, let's, keep dive, let's keep diving into this before I go any further. Man. So, you know, my yeah. initial my initial reaction was like I was I, I said that he was spitting facts, but that's partially true. So part of it was facts. Like when the part where he said to me, and this is because it's facts. This is the only reason it's facts because it's to him. To me, woman is X, Y, and Z. I think that was the facts that he did spit because for him, that is what he needs from a woman. And that's fair because everybody is different. Right. And that's the thing you got to respect in the situation is that like, you know, that's what he, that's what he needs. But the, 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 but everything that he said before that, and then everything that he said after that was like super, super problematic. Right? Super but even, problematic. even with that though, how he, he went through his whole thing to define what a woman was. And the only thing he really came up with is you can't cook. Like you know nah, what I'm saying? Like, he was like, he was like you're not a you a bad man, you're not a woman. Can you cook? Like that's your whole thing was boiled that that's why he like didn't really say anything. And you really have to try <laughs> to decode what he was saying to give him any like you know to make it make any type of sense because it all boiled down to one statement you can't cook, so you're not a woman. Yeah. Like he didn't well, say anything else. Bro, is what 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 he's talking about, and I, I believe it comes from a sincere place, but it's wrong, right? He said his his idea of of a, of a wife and a woman. He he said it comes from his mom and his grandmother. I mean, Cam knew the big boy, man, six five, about two forty, two forty five. Like, food is important to him. You know, you don't get the two forty by missing meals. I mean, that's just the heart of it. But like, if if you really take a look at what he's talking about, right? Uh, if if you take these really old traditional values of what it means to be a woman, right? Uh, that was written by a man, most more than likely. Right? Cooking and, and, and cleaning and raising children and yada, yada, yada. Um, holding women to these super traditional standards. Can Cam Newton uh, fix a carburetor? I don't even know if that still exists. Uh, but this is proving my point. Can Cam Newton uh, uh, build a house, you know what I'm saying, by, by hand? Uh, not go out and, and earn money, right? Because that's part of it, but can Cam Newton do those things that men were required to do once upon a time? Probably not. We know he's a good football player. Uh, judging by my man's hat, I'm going to say if, if his transmission goes out, he, he, he'd probably have to pay somebody to put a new one in. He can't go out and do it on his own. He can't take his family and, and, and fend for themselves, um, you know, if they were stuck on a farm somewhere. So, like, men don't have to, for some reason, right, men aren't held to these standards of, yesteryear but they keep holding women to these standards of do what you used to do do what your grandmother did do do what your grandfather did then 
your grandfather didn't get on podcast and, and degrade women. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He didn't, he didn't do that. <laughs> like, he didn't, he, you know, he did that he, shit at the, I, I at the fireplace. You make it a point, but right. you know that's that's still very nuanced in itself, right? Because like at that on the flip side, there's a lot of things that women like. You, there's a lot of things that men are doing today that they weren't doing then, and they're they're not doing now that they were doing then. And the same could be said for women, because like generations change and times change. You know what I mean? And that's just a fact of life. And I think like we're all not we're all, but there's so much confusion in like trying to determine where everybody stands in this new age, you know, or where the two genders should stand in this new age. Because like my grandfather always used to hold all the doors for my grandmother. If I just stop holding the door for my shorty, like what's she going, you know what, like what am, what am I going to look like? You know what I'm saying? How am I going to justify that? <laughs> like, well, you know, we're in a new time and yeah, my grandfather held all the doors, but I don't think in this new age, I don't think I can need to hold the doors. Like, you know what I'm saying? So there are things, we can point to things that are still done and things that aren't done anymore. But, like, where are we all supposed to stand or where are we supposed to stand as genders? And even with, like, you know, different genders that not different gender classifications that we now, you know, that we count that that we view that are legitimate, you know, and that we have to give that respect to. Like, how do we classify everything and how do we classify the roles? And I think, why, I think why, it becomes why, more and why? more difficult at this time. Why? Why are we classifying? Them? Why are we classifying the roles? Like, what? What's the significance of of classifying those roles? Yeah. So this is my thing with it. I agree with T, bro. Like, there's no significance in classifying the roles, and I think that's where Cam Newton missed the mark the most. Like, he's living in this world where his grandma, you know, was a good woman, and she cooked and did all the good woman things that a 1950s or 60s housewife is supposed to do, right? But the problem is, is 2022. We live in a world where a woman can be a bad bitch and come home and cook and cater to her man. Like, you don't think Beyonce can, you know what I mean, put on what she wants, go out, look bad, and then come home and make a meal for Jay-Z? Because something tells me she could do both. Don't you don't think so. Rihanna don't can do Beyonce that. Beyonce frying no chicken, bro. I don't know. <laughs> bro, bro, bro. Beyonce from the South, bro. bro. And, come on, and then the, might be frying chicken like Paula Patton, bro. Bro, you know what this <laughs> disregards, bro. <laughs> no, this, this, don't disrespect her. This disregards the fact that women, like, you don't know what your mom did. Like, you don't know what your grandma did. You don't know if your, your mom was this quote-unquote bad bitch. You, like, you don't know that. Like, why would she show you who she was other than mom? Like, you know her as mom. Facts. You know grandma's grandma. So to say that these women couldn't do that, your mom could have been in the juke and raised boom boom room. You know what I'm saying? Getting the free drinks. You you. You don't know. Right, right, also, right. But, but also, because she cooked for you, you didn't see that shit, right? I don't that, know what the fuck. But, right, so all, all, you got a meal, and, and but that's all you know, bro. But, like, expand, expand your mind, and, and how about trying to engage these women versus running away from them? You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone well, that, not, That's what, that's what I wanted to get into. I don't, I don't think Cam Newton, and this is, this is me from afar. <laughs> I could be completely wrong, but I don't know if Cam Newton is necessarily putting himself in a situation where he's around these quote-unquote good women or is he putting himself in a situation where you're around a bunch of bad bitches? Because, you know, the law of attraction, like, you you attract certain things based off the energy you put out there, bro. So if you're running into a bunch of dumb broads that can't cook, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's you. You're putting that out there. You need to be in better circles. Maybe you'll meet better people. But um, at the bro. same time, man, I just feel like we live in a world where most women are, are capable of doing both. 
Like, we're really doing everything. Like, I've seen women changing tires, changing carburetors, all that. <laughs> like, right. it's 2022. Nah, Don't right. Cam Newton got four four kids by, you know what I'm saying, the same woman? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even want to. I didn't even want to. Yeah, nah, I didn't want to. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not hating on him, but what <laughs> I'm, I'm saying is. He's married. He's not married? Mm-hmm. Not, to his, not to his kid's mother. You yeah. know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is, your, your grandfather wouldn't have did that. You you was from a yeah, you was from a per- grand, granddad might have a whole another family you ain't know about. But grandfather granddad probably <laughs> took care of both though. Granddad probably took okay, care but of that's, both. And, and my point, my point, like the right, point is that somebody's grandmother, somebody's grandmother was the side that was, that was with the other family. Like that was somebody's grandmother. I, I just y'all should watch Rothaniel on on HBO. Oh my lord! You seen that? <laughs> Free plug. <laughs> That, that, that was that was all about, but uh, nah, I, yeah, I, I, y'all, make good, y'all make some good points, man. I, I think it's no disagreeing with any side of these arguments. You know, like I think everything everything said here is valid, and I think that just kind of contributes to the whole like conversation of like everybody's trying to define where everybody stands. You know what I mean? And that's where that's the that's a part of the problem. Right. Yeah. And I think what it really boils down to is, yo, you got to find your fit and what works for you in your relationship and in your household or in your situation or in your entanglement or in your. I know I'm done, but you got to find you got to find what works for you, though, at the end of the day. And like the comparisons is what comparisons are the, are the ultimate killer of all of all hope. You know what I mean? So like. Stop with the comparisons and like whatever works for you, let it work for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, What's working yeah. for Cam Newton not gonna work for me or not gonna work for y'all or not gonna work everybody different like stuff said. So yeah, like different it's wrong with different folks. Not wrong wanting a woman that could cook, but like what I'm tired of seeing though is, is guys that are, are like they have the ability to go out and, and meet various women and find the women that they want. <laughs> they get on the internet and they complain yeah, and they degrade. It, it, Whereas whack, like I, I was just and talking, that, and that goes both ways. That goes both no, ways. Like, no, it, and if you get on my social media, bro, bro, it does, bro. Like I see, that's what I'm saying. And also, we gotta say, what are we judging it by? Because like my everyday dudes that I hang with, bro, they're not doing that. But if I judge it by social media, and I get on the timeline and I look at the comments or the tweets or the responses or to any various social media, and I let my opinion be shaped by that. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a real messed up view of men and women in today's in today's society oh, because yeah, like sure. it's all pretty toxic, bro. Like it's all pretty it's all all on one side of the aisle, or all on the other side. And the people that feel in 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 the middle or indifferent, usually not the ones commenting on social media about stuff like that. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you have a logical view of it, of it, you're probably not on social media trying to make your voice be heard on those topics and. The ones that are making their voice heard on those topics are the ones that are clearly on one side or the other. I mean, they say hit dog holler. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm sure Cam Newton has probably met a number of women that, you know what I'm saying, have a lot of qualities outside of cooking. But when you say, when, you know, when they find out they can't cook, you, you throw the whole woman away. Like, that. you, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, bro. The, the rhetoric just rubbed me wrong and just, just as a guy, you know what I'm saying, that values women. Like, I, I don't understand it. Like, it nah, values you know people. It is, like, you know what it is, though? It's like, he, he like, he can't, it's, it's, this is the, this is really the, the onset of unemployment. But 
You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, he always been like foul though. Like, let me pull up. Let me fact. I've been fact checking cats all day. Nah, nah, he always been foul though. Really, like, you know what I'm saying? Because if you go way back when, let's remember when Cam Newton was doing the interview, and 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 it was a female reporter that interviewed him, and he said, "Oh, that's cute. You talking about running routes and shit." Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that shit? You know, like nah, the, I do this that. reporter. This reporter has literally won like awards for her journalism since then. You know, but I, I think that's cute, yo. You out here talking about yeah. running routes and shit. You know what I'm saying? And now you talk about this shit, right? So it's just a bad look. And then also the unemployment is when you start branching out. You say, oh, you know what, Cam? Let me go do some publicity. And then like, the next thing you know, you're doing a podcast with Brittany Renner. And now you are here on your next podcast talking about bad bitches and not blah, blah, blah. Maybe something <laughs> that she said might have rubbed you the wrong way. My brother, you need to stay in your lane, bro. Like, you going all oh, out there, of your lane. There it is, You're in the hose lane. You stepping in the hose lane. Bryce, you know where that's at in Piscataway. You don't want to go down that lane. You <laughs> got it. You just, you just figured it out, bro. I you think you just figured it out, lane. man. My man must have tapped Brittany Renner. And then she couldn't nah, cook. She yeah, couldn't cook. Now, oh, he, now oh, he on. Now he on another podcast. That's not, about, hey. that's not what I said. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. Hey man, say he, he, he can't cook. I didn't say he tapped it, but he he he, he brushing his shoulders with the wrong people. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? He obviously. Now the, like, the, the 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 timeline makes a lot of sense, man. He had Brittany Renner on his show. You know, now a couple weeks later, you're talking about these bad bitches can't cook. Like I ain't never seen her make a meal. Hey, nah, I, look, I agree with you. Oh, go ahead, T. No, nah, I was going to say, look, there is something, right? And and, and this just goes to show you, right? Um, there's a, a lot of people, right? I think Cam's a really articulate guy, but being articulate doesn't always mean that you're able to express your, your point of view or get your thoughts across in uh, the most palatable right. way. Articulate don't mean you make no damn sense. No, nah, but look, I, I, I do think, I do think at the heart of what he was trying to say is that, you know, being a good wife there's something about being a good wife that has to do with nor- knowing how to nurture uh, your, your potential mate. And that, that goes both ways. And I, I think he could have got to that point better. Um, I think he probably could have expressed that better. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, it, it did come out sounding like knockoff he, Walmart. He missed, he missed that point by so much. Like, I, I see right. what you're saying, T. Like, I, and I, w- I would agree with that point of, you know, maybe some of today's women is, or in today's society, it's not really preached to women that you need to cater to your man or, you know, be there for your man and his his time of needs. You don't ever really see, you know, women talking about, oh, I'm going to help this guy up. And when he gets on, I'm going to stay with him, that type of stuff. You know, you don't you don't see that kind of thing happening no more. Uh, but listening to what Cam said in the podcast, that, that just don't seem like where he was really it seems like he wanted to go there, but he didn't know how to get there. So. That's right. and that's a fact, Rome. He wanted to go there. He didn't know. He didn't have GPS coordinates. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> my man had the map quest trying to get there. It was taking wrong turns every every left and right. Like I think that's that was that, that was the issue. And Cam Newton shouldn't be the one talking about this. But like, and it's fair to hold Cam Newton accountable. You know what I'm saying? And it's also fair to try to decode what he was actually saying and what he was actually trying to get to. I think those are both fair. And if we're gonna hold Cam Newton accountable. Let's just hold all sides of the aisle accountable when ridiculous things happen or ridiculous things are said. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I think if we do that, we'll get closer to you know the, the middle that we got to find uh, in, in, in the struggle to figure out who's who and what's what. You know, 
uh, I think we'll get closer if we're just holding everybody accountable when they say some bullshit. But I, you know, I think you said it right when you know saying you spoke on it earlier. Bro, figure out what works best for you. You know what I'm saying? What is gonna like? What type of person helps you thrive? Maybe that is cooking. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you need some extra meat on your bones. Maybe that's not cooking. Maybe that's somebody that can uh, help you be financially accountable or financially stable. I don't know, but like find what works for you and then grow from there. And I, I think that ultimately that's the solution here versus picking on men or picking on women and saying what people should or shouldn't be like, you can't box people in. And, and, I, and that's what we see a lot of on social media. Like you said, black and white, let's box them in. You gotta be this, you gotta be that. People are all things, you know what I'm saying, at once. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, so before we get out of here, fellas, any last thoughts, final words before we wrap this up? Uh, hmm. Download the app, hit the follow button, subscribe. Uh, you see the fly-ass dad, dad hats, you know, uh, my man Scruff and, and Bryce got on, you know, copy one of those. Hey, I got one thing, yo. If you if you still on with us through the whole uh, hour and twenty minutes, drop drop a one hundred in the comments right now for the hundredth episode, man. Go ahead and drop that one hundred, man. Hundredth episode of Gas Present Sports for the Culture. Hopefully, we got a hundred more in the tank for y'all, and a hundred more after that. But uh, go ahead and drop those hundreds in the comments, man. We appreciate y'all for rocking with us for this long, and hopefully, we can keep uh, giving y'all that content uh, the way we have thus far. And hopefully, it just gets better and better from here. Yes, sir. You know, we, we definitely got more stuff coming, man. Nothing but bigger and better things. Uh, you know, we got to end it for the 100th time the way we ended it the first time, man. Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture. I thought it took a couple of